right, we're just going to get this party started. Uh, for those of you who do not know, I am Bearded of Bearded and His Beauty. This is Bearded After Dark. And this podcast today is all about how Bearded and His Beauty got started. So, again, I am Bearded. My name is Justin. Beauty, who is not on mic today, that is my wife, Leslie. You will have hear me refer to her as Beauty. And this is the story. Um, so in 2021, I believe, late 2000, yeah, late 2021, I was on TikTok on my a personal or my personal account. And I was scrolling through and I saw an ad for voice narration and audiobooks. I didn't think anything of it. Thought it was just some weird ad, just you know, just a money grab. So I scrolled past it, kept going. A few days later, I saw it again and was like, okay, well, there might be something to this. Let's look into it a little bit. So I did. And the website was ACX. They do the, I guess, the uh, negotiation between authors and narrators on audible and amazon or wherever so i started looking into the contracts and how everything worked and what it was um now around that time i had been already on twitch as a creator everyone that i had there was fantastic but i was also on the radio i had done a couple morning shows couple afternoon uh, shows. I'd been on a couple of different podcasts and everyone was like, your voice is perfect, perfect for radio. And you should do, you know, a bunch of different things because I love listening to your voice. And I was just like, okay. And I just kind of let it go. Well, that's when the idea hit me one day. I was speaking to a friend who was like, you know what? You would be really good at narrating books and then i remembered acx and i had set it up and hadn't done anything with it and i'm like you know what i'll look into that so i did i really really looked into it as something serious um one of the things that i noticed after creating my profile and looking at the different authors was that the spicier side the adult side erotic side whatever you want to call it smut but audio porn, whatever you want to call it, didn't have a whole lot of um, narrators that were reading books. And I was like, well, that's a that's an untouched market right now. Okay, let's go for it. Um, now, one of the things that they don't tell you when you start is there's a few different ways that you can get paid through ACX. One, they have a bounty program. So anybody that you bring over to Audible, or Amazon or wherever, you get a bounty for them, which is great. But you also, there are different levels of contracts where you can get paid per hour, paid per finished job, as well as royalties. Now, royalties is good and bad at the same time because 
it's it's good because as long as that person is selling that book, you can, can you still can generate income from it. It's bad when you don't have a large following and no one is buying the book. So I re, I learned real quick, like okay, I need to have a good following because the author may not be that big and they probably don't have a huge following either. So. I decided to look into how I could come up with and generate a good following to push these audiobooks out to. Um, so keeping up with the theme of the spicy, uh, I looked at TikTok at the time, which was the fastest growing, the most controversial. Everyone was joining TikTok, doing different TikToks and all kinds of stuff. So I'm like, all right, that's where I'm going to start. Now, I hadn't discussed any of this with Beauty yet. And so the what I was planning on doing was setting it all up, getting it out there, seeing what happened. If it wasn't anything, I wasn't even going to waste my time. If it turned into something, cool. I'll, I had a goal of 10,000 followers. And as soon as I hit 10,000 followers, I was going to say, hey, babe, this is what I've done for the past couple of months. This is what it does. What do you think? It's successful, yada, yada and gone from there and didn't quite turn out that way um but you'll hear about that a little bit later but i came up with and one of the focal points for me and one of the names that i had always been given on the radio was the beard because of my beard so i decided to focus the name around that Kicked around a few different names. Uh, Bearded for your pleasure was one of them. And then Bearded for her pleasure is what really stuck. So that's the birth of Bearded for her pleasure. Um, and then to really get the... Um, hype going, I looked at what type of channel it was going to be. And I was like, okay... I can splash in a little bit of my dominant side with it. I was seeing different creators under the hashtag kink, the, the uh, kink talk community. And I was like, oh, I can do that. That's easy. It's just audio. Okay. So I started creating my persona for TikTok. Now, a lot of the way that I am in my videos, yes, that does bleed over into my actual dynamic but it's a persona and so i started there with just the really spicy pushing the envelope i believe the the most popular and controversial um audio that i did was the don't bite your lip uh or you've been warned i think it was uh, it, it is on the profile um where basically i just Took a deep breath and dropped into what some people would say is my dom voice, but mainly it's just my voice when I'm relaxed. And that was, don't bite your lip or you'll find yourself slammed against the wall with my hand between your legs. So unless that's what you want, don't bite your lip. And that was it. Um... It was funny because I had creators who were like, oh, that's awesome. Some of them were like, oh, he's trying to be Batman. I'm like, no, that's just my voice. 
but thanks a lot, asshole. Um, you know, it, it was back and forth. And one of the things that I found out early on is you have to take what people say with a grain of salt because there were several people who there are, and there are several creators who don't even use their own voice in their TikToks. They just lip sync other people's voice. So, and, and many of them who were sitting there and criticizing me for using my voice never used their own voice. They were too afraid to. Um, so I just thought that was comical. Um, and I learned real quick to just let it roll off and who gives a shit. Um, so I started doing the audios and seeing different creators and taking kind of an idea that they may have had and looking at it and going, okay, how could I make that better? How could I do that better? Um, or just coming up with original audios, which is very, very difficult to do, um, to be original in everything because most people just jump on whatever trend is happening. I try to stand out away from that. Um, I mean, there are, it's good to do some trending things, don't get me wrong, but I wanna be original. Um, so I would rack my brain trying to come up with that and use my sexual energy and raw nature to portray in the TikToks. Um, when I first started, it was very funny because it was all, oh, it's great. Um, if you go back and look, um, at bearded for her pleasure, um, well, it's bearded in his beauty now, but if you go back and look at the very first few audios that were done, there are, se well, there are not few, there are several that are just me in black and white. And it's basically a floating head because I'm wearing a black shirt. It's on a black backdrop. So I look like a floating head. Um, and I think someone actually said something about that in jest saying, I'll do whatever you say, Mr. Floating Head. And I thought that was just hilarious. Um, so <laughs> so I, was, I was doing the, the, the black backdrop, the black shirt, the floating head thing, and doing the audios, really letting the dominant side come out. And it was, it started picking up. After uh, Beauty found out about it, which was a giant nightmare in and of itself, um, my daughter saw on my phone, some pictures, some unsolicited pictures and, uh, told my wife about it. My wife looked at it and was furious. Um, and rightly so, because I should have communicated that with her right from the start. And I didn't, that was my mistake. After a few days, we walk, we, I walked her through everything, told her the idea. She thought it was a fantastic idea, but given past trauma, I've always been one to be very self-conscious of the decisions that I make and the things that I do because I was told that anything, any idea that I used to have before my, my wife, my ex-wife, she would think that was stupid. So did my mother. Like, I'm not going to go into the whole trauma mommy thing, but... It stemmed a lot from that. Nothing I did was ever good enough. So I didn't want to approach that with beauty until it was something that I thought was good enough. Well, she thought it was a great idea. 
had some ideas. We set some boundaries so I didn't have a bunch of unsolicited pictures and messages coming from women. And we started going from there. I was doing TikTok lives. If someone would ask, if a woman would ask if I was looking for a sub or I had to be taken, there's no way I was single. I would always skirt the issue or say something along the lines of, I'm not looking for subs right now. Um, and I don't use TikTok as a dating app because, well, I never would. Like, that's just ridiculous. I know people do, but that's not what I'm there for. Uh, so after that, because, and we both agreed that telling people that I was married would kind of, kind of not really tarnish the brand, but it would take away the, the excitement of it, I guess, um, is the best way of describing it. So we just left that out. And, you know, if, when the time came, we would discuss it, or if it was ever found out, we would deal with it then. Oh, that did happen eventually. And we'll get into that. That's in the fall of Bearded For Her Pleasure. We'll talk about that later. But anyway, so we started doing the lives. Um, Vanilla Iris 358, that's my wife, Beauty. She would pop in. She was one of the, the followers. She was active in chat. And we noticed that there were a group of followers and they were donating quite a bit in, it, uh, in, the, in the TikTok lives. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like it was, it was insane. And we had different uh, actions that I would do when uh, we would do a tick or I would do a TikTok live, um, depending on which live donation it was, I would have something that I would say that was personalized just for you right then and there, basically giving you 100% of my attention in front of everyone else. Um, it, it was crazy. Um, Thought that that was the way that it was going to go uh, and started looking at because people were asking, do you have a Patreon? Do you have an OnlyFans? At the time, I didn't. But I started looking into it because custom audios would be a great thing. Some people were asking for meditation. Some people were asking for what we call guided pleasures now. And I'm like, okay, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm not going to do this <laughs> for nothing because it takes time. So that's why I decided to start the Patreon and then went from Patreon to OnlyFans. Now I have them both up, but uh, OnlyFans does allow for custom work a lot better. The only difference is, is they don't have the same type of uh, protection for creators like some other sites do, but I don't show a whole lot of skin, so it doesn't really bother me. Um, anyway, so I started the OnlyFans and the Patreon and wow, did some OnlyFans lives. Whew, those were a little spicy. Um, I, now one thing I will say is beauty has always been, I would always ask beauty if she was comfortable with something, if, it, if she wasn't comfortable with it, I wouldn't do it. Um, there was some nudity. She was okay with it. You know, nothing too crazy. Um, and, and again, this was early on before she was just like, ah, I really don't care. Um, because it was new to her. And it was being extremely new to her. She's also a teacher. She doesn't want it getting out that her husband is some sort of sex worker. 
Um, <laughs> so uh, it was a very interesting thing to navigate through. Well, eventually, um, I would meet other. I started meeting other creators, talking with other creators. Fan base got up to ten thousand followers. Then it got up to fifteen thousand followers. Um, then it got up to 20,000 followers and I was like, holy crap, this is starting to take off. This is really fucking cool. Um, the lives were coming in. I had a few people, um, in the place that I used to work that found out I ended up leaving that so I could do this full time. And it was, it was a it was doing well. Um, it was supporting, uh, it was, it, it was doing everything that it was supposed to do. Fantastic. And that's when things just started getting a little crazy, but, uh, yeah, we did the, we started doing some, some narrations. Um, I narrated my first LGBTQ book. Um, not quite sure whatever happened with that because I changed from in ACX, I created a new profile um, because it wouldn't let me do something that I wanted to do. So I was just like, fuck it. And I created a new one. So not quite sure whatever happened with that. Um, but then went and when I did the, uh, the bearded and his beauty or after dark audio, which is what I'm known as under ACX. That's when I, it, it for whatever reason, allowed me to do what I wanted to do. And I was able to pull up the books that I wanted to pull up to audition for, and it was just so much better. Um, but yeah, creating the content has been very, it, it, it's very time, not time consuming, but difficult some days because some days I'm just not feeling it. Um, and I've learned that that's okay, but I've also learned that you're not gonna get, gain followers if you don't post on TikTok. Um, or social media, like that's what you have to do in order to gain the following that you want. Um, so for me, Bearded for Her Pleasure was an outlet for my dominant side that Beauty and I really hadn't done a whole lot of discussing with because, well, she was still coming into her own and I was not really sure how she would be around that. So... I was very, not shy, but I was very apprehensive in telling her things. After she found out about Bearded For Her Pleasure, that did open the door quite a bit for us to both explore my dominant side more, her submissive side more, as well as her sexuality. And it was one of those things where it was always there, but neither one of us were comfortable enough to talk to each other about it. And then after we basically laid the cards out on the table, it opened up doors like you would not believe. It was fantastic. Um, it opened her eyes to kinks that she had. I was able to explore and, you know, share with her my kinks. Um, and we were able to start piecing together and being more communicative with what we were doing and our sex life was, oh, it was the beginning of our sex life after nine years of marriage. Um, well, eight years of marriage at the time. Like we had great sex before then, 
but our sex life after Bearded for Her Pleasure started was through the roof. It was 10 times better. We started experimenting more. And the intensity of Beauty's orgasms went through the roof. Um, she got to where she was an indoor water park pretty much every time. It was fan. It, it, it still is fantastic. I know I say was, but I'm just referring to that time frame. Um, that was the start of it. It was great, um, and it still continues now. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was insane, and there was always something new. Um, she cringed a little bit at some of the things that I said in the audios, or rolled her eyes. Some of them were she was like, "You can't say that. I'm going to get in trouble at school." I'm like. I'm not a teacher. <laughs> I don't, I don't go, I don't work for the school district. If they were to fire you over something that I did, that would be a gross, gross lawsuit against them. Like that would be, they would be stupid to do that. Um, so after she kind of got over all of that, she's like, yeah, whatever. Um, but it wasn't until our daughter had one of her, one of her friends, they sat there and they shouldn't have, but they went in and they pulled up our or my TikTok and started going through and watching the videos. And I'm like, why are you doing that? You're 15, 16 years old. You shouldn't be doing that. Like, that, that's none of your business what I do. Like, leave it alone. Um, but it was embarrassing for her. And then somehow her dad, uh, my wife's ex-husband, found out about it and was like, hey... And then, you know, words started getting out a little bit more and, you know, before too long, I mean, the rumors started flying and I'm no stranger to rumors, but it was, that was the beginning um, of it and just how crazy it started getting. I mean, chat in the lives started getting absolutely insane. Um, I had people who were randomly coming in going, ooh, daddy, ooh, daddy. And most people would ask for my name uh, or what to call me. And I didn't want to give my name at the time. So I would just say, you can call me sir, um, which there's two different types of sir. There's sir, which is like the Southern hospitality. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, sir. And then there's sir, which is a dominant. I took the play on it and it could mean whatever you wanted it to mean. When you come into one of my lives on TikTok, you never know what you're going to get. And if you're there, then you're consenting to any spicy or anything that's going on, going to happen during that live. If it unlocks something for you, great. But just know if you're on one of my TikTok lives, you are consenting to pretty much everything that's going on there. Um, but I didn't mind it too much. It was just like when the, when everyone kept, kept calling me daddy or whatever, I'm like, hey, look, well, let's pump the brakes on that. Okay, we're going to pump the brakes on that. Um, and that's when I realized that I was going to need moderators. Now, I had had moderators uh, on Twitch. Um, really good friend of mine who was a moderator, and I added uh, Beauty as a moderator on mine. Um, mainly because... I need somebody to watch out for the trolls. If you've ever been in a TikTok live when somebody comes in and they're like, hey, you can get this, like they just start pumping your live chat with a bunch of stupid advertisements or they start saying inappropriate things or trolling your live and yeah, nobody wants that. And sometimes it's very difficult to on the fly 
be able to catch them. Basically, it interrupts the whole live. Um, when you're when you're on Twitch, it's real easy to do. I, you can right click them, ban them instantly. Well, on a TikTok live, it's a little bit more difficult to do because you have to tap the screen, navigate through. It's not as intuitive as Twitch is, um, so it interrupts the entire stream or live. So I was like, all right, Beauty was my first my first uh, moderator um, for that. And then as it got a little bit bigger, as she stopped wanting to be a part of the lives because she didn't really like everything that was going on, she's like, I'm, you know, whatever, but you can do whatever. But I just, it was starting to get to her at the time. So she's like, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, and that's when... That's when things started taking a little bit of a turn. Um, and that's where we're going to pick up on the next episode is the beginning of the end of Bearded for Her Pleasure uh, before we get to the rebirth and the beginning of Bearded and His Beauty. Uh, but yeah, stay tuned for the next episode. That's the fall of Bearded for Her Pleasure. That's where shit gets real. Um, I'm not one to shy away from mistakes that I've made and explain what I've, what I've learned along the way. Um, I think that, uh, everyone should take a look at their mistakes that they make, uh, and, and try to learn from them. Again, that will be the next episode. Thank you for listening. And I look forward to the next episode with you. That wraps it up for this episode. Again, I am Bearded from Bearded and His Beauty. This is Bearded After Dark Podcast. Have a great rest of your day or evening or morning. And don't forget to drink your water.